0: Hello and welcome everybody to Glitch Cube. This is Chris. Uh, Christian is not in the episode today. He is still recovering from being sick. So he's getting some rest. Hopefully he feels better soon. And yeah, it's just me today. Um, We had kind of a plan for a certain kind of themed episode today, but I feel like that episode really shines with his thoughts and stuff because I know he really likes those games. So today we're just gonna kind of go over some of the games I've been playing recently. Since last month, it was basically all horror games, and didn't really get to talk about any of the non-spooky games I got to play. As well as kind of bring up some of possibly some of the games I'm gonna be playing next month and leading up to some of my favorite games of the year. Um, there's it's definitely a packed year. You know, you look at the Game Awards and it's like, there's good games nominated, but there's so many more out there that are just not listed because, I mean, it'd be impossible to list all the titles released this year. But I feel like I've played enough games this year, and when looking over everything I've played, I think this is the most games I've actually completed in a year in the past few years, surprisingly, even though I feel like my life is a lot busier. I'm still able to finish games because I think I learned to kind of prioritize my time with it. But anyway, so let's gonna start off with some of the games I started playing earlier. Um I think one of my favorite games I played recently was Star Ocean 2, uh the the remake that just came out. And this was the title that I really, really liked. When I was a kid, um, I still have my original copy. It, it was a game I didn't understand a lot when it came out. And there was these huge skill systems, skill, not really skill trees to an extent, but there was just a lot of names that I didn't understand because for the most part, when it came to RPGs, I was used to, you know, Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, where it's like, oh, you level up your skill pops up and that's it. Like you're not really kind of unlocking different things, powering up different stats with different numbers. Like it was just very simplified, but with star ocean two, it really did something different because you have cooking, you have alchemy, you have all these different things, which are basically just all crafting different like different ways of doing different crafting for different items and for me this game was such a jump in the regular like jrpgs that i played to something very different and almost exposed me to a different style of rpg because i felt like i didn't really see that kind of system in those games like that I feel like it's more so like I see that in a lot of like Western RPGs at the time that it came out and I never understood it back then. Uh, surprisingly looking back and as I was playing through this, I got pretty far. I didn't beat it originally, but I was almost, I would say like three quarters through And I feel like, oh, that's not bad for someone that really didn't understand that system at all. Because if you learn how to utilize that system, it really does make the game easier. Which, in a lot of ways, this game felt a lot easier than that. And a part of me is like, oh, well, I'm an adult. I kind of understand what to do now with the skill trees and how to kind of prioritize certain skills and do things better. But... This game was awesome. I originally didn't want to buy this remake because I figured, oh, I could just play the original if I really wanted to. And a lot of the 2.5D, HD, whatever you want to call this Octopath graphic, while I like the style, I feel like how Octopath does it with like the. Uh, the fisheye kind of lens to it; it it's a little distracting. But with this game, it while it is a little off putting at first because it is so damn bright. Like I feel like in a lot of ways, this game is too bright. But as someone who loves that look of RPG from the PlayStation One, right? You look at like Dragon Warrior Seven, you look at Grandia, where it's like your 2d sprite in a 3d environment and for the most part you know you could rotate your camera all that kind of stuff i loved it i absolutely loved those graphics and i know a lot of people didn't back then you know a lot of people were still on the high of like final fantasy 7 VII and 8 where you have you know fully 3d characters on at least pre-rendered backgrounds but Something about this just felt alive back then. And with this it it's great. You know, I at first it was kind of weird seeing such high high def like assets, I guess you could say. Like some of the locations look so beautiful. Like it and then it just looks weird when your sprite is there because it's like, oh, well this is not as, you know, good looking as this backdrop. But it After a few hours, I just warmed up to it and I was like, you know what? This is cool. I like this look, especially later on in the game. There's some like situations or places you go where it has such a beautiful backdrop. And I'm like, damn, this game looks really good. Like, I feel like they did such a good job with this. And it makes me want to see them do this more with their. You know they're forgotten RPGs or even games back then. But you know I understand this game was very popular for what it was, so it makes sense that it would get a remake. But I'm like, damn, it'd be nice to see the other games like this. But this game was really fun. It it felt easier just because I think I knew what I was doing, and so. With the story, there's two characters. There's Claude and there's Raina. And while they both, you know, play together, like once you when you start it up, you see an intro scene special to them that you wouldn't see if you played the other character. And that kind of happens throughout the game, where you will see cutscenes that are special to that character, and you know, those cutscenes are happening while the other character is doing their own thing. So, like, there was a scene where um both Rayna was in a cave looking for something, and Claude was, you know, in the forest coming to see me, like, right after that scene. And it's kind of cool, because it makes it feel like, oh, there's actually, like, something going on. Like, the world's alive in a very, like, basic way. But, hey, you know, it works. It worked back then, and that's something I have to keep in mind is, like, in a lot of ways, like, this game is pretty faithful to the original. So thinking, like, oh, wow, all these systems and everything was in place back then. It's kind of crazy, especially because, like, with this story, they say there's 96 different endings, which I think for the most part, it's just, like, maybe one scene different. But you do look in, like, the ending uh screen, which is, like, on the main menu, and there are a lot of different combinations and it really comes down to like oh you're seeing this one scene with these two characters instead of by themselves and i don't know it's kind of cool that all that existed back then um but back in the day i played as claude because he was more of like a melee focused character right it's easy to just kind of run in attack bounce back and Seeing how this game is not turn based at all, it's more of like an action RPG in a enclosed ring to an extent. You are uh you fight your battles in a closed space, and you you can hotkey some attacks, you know, on your shoulder buttons or whatever, however you're playing it, and then you can pull up a menu and cast spells or do different skills if you want to do something that's not hotkeyed. So When I played as Claude back in the day, I really liked it because it just felt like a normal hack and slash game. This time around, I went with Reyna because it just almost felt like I wanted to learn more about the world. And that's kind of what you learn with these two characters is that with Reyna, you're learning a lot of lore with the planet you're on and kind of like the the history of the people that kind of started it whereas if you start with claude you learn about the space the the space exploration and how he discovered you know getting down to this planet which it's interesting because you look at later star oceans and it i feel like that's something where it's a lot more of a space and less about kind of this where it It feels like you're more on the planet, but anyway, so it's, in a lot of ways, the stories are kind of different in the background, but ultimately, you know, at the end of the game, you realize like, oh, like it, the story still will come to the same conclusion for the most part, unless you pick like different choices or did something a little differently. And, you know, endings are also based on like your friendship levels with them. Like there's a whole bunch of systems at play. And the cool thing about your party is that, you know, their AI is actually pretty damn good on the battlefield. Um, You can, you know, switch characters. You can do all that kind of stuff. But even back in the original, I remember it getting a lot of praise for actually having decent AI and I mean, it, it transferred well to this, like there were times where, you know, you have your, your tactics set up for, oh, I want you to go all out. Oh, I want you to play defensively. And they do a really good job at that. And for the most part, you know, I had a mage always in my party. That wasn't just me melting enemies. I had two sword fighters and then eventually, you know, I went mostly melee with just me being the healer. And it was perfect. I was basically invincible. But I loved it because the play style just felt different. And you see your enemies on the overworld map, which is always a plus. You know, if you're overleveled, you just can instant win instead of having to fight, which is always a plus. And it was a joy to play. I feel like a lot of the quality of life improvements with this game actually felt like quality of life. And made it a lot easier to understand because this game does have a lot of intricate systems and going back to like the skills you have your combat skills that you can spend um, bp points in so if you want to unlock new skills to use like attacks and stuff you use that or you use it to increase like kind of like your attributes in a way where it's more like chance attributes, right? So randomly you can uh, break through someone's defense randomly. So you do like a full-on attack. Or, you know, you can do it where if you're casting a spell, you don't get interrupted. And then there's also SP, which is more so for your specialty points. So say your character is learning cooking, the more you level it up, the different ingredients you can use, the better effects they'll have. And with doing that, a lot of the big specialty skills, their individual skills in between them also increase attributes like on top of it. So like one of them will need biology. Well, if you level up biology, it increases your health with every level. So it's a little confusing at first especially when i didn't understand it back in the day but now it's like oh so do you want to prioritize having really good attributes or do you want to have these really cool skills and you know early game a lot of those skills really do make a difference um there's like determination which gives you more experience and then that unlocks another thing so you can gain even more experience and then it's You know, another thing on top of that, you learn, you get more BP and SP and it's just like, you can really like power level pretty early and it's cool. Like there's lots of different play styles you can do with that too, but I really enjoyed it and the fishing is always fun in it. It made me almost want to fish in every different location just to see what was there. And there's a lot of rewards for fishing, which made it enjoyable and it was just, cool going back to this world and a lot of ways I could visually remember a lot of these towns in the original so when I was walking through these in this game I was like oh my god I remember how this looked like this is amazing like they did such a good job with how it looks and it was cool it like I said earlier I know these graphics Seemed to have like a 50 50 reaction with a lot of people that I was reading. And maybe done a little bit differently. I would like to see, you know, at least other Square games get this. They'd be cool if you could do with all the RPGs from that era. But, you know, it's. Square has enough where they could easily do this. And it seems like they're doing it with a lot of their RPGs or at least bringing them back. So it'll be cool to get through that. But overall, I really loved this game a lot. And it made me kind of want to play through the first startion, because I never have. And it has the PSP style look to it. So it has more of that classic, which, yeah, ultimately, I do like that more. But yeah, it for me, it's a high recommend for anybody that wants a RPG experience. And it's just a good story. It I think it lasted me about 50 hours, maybe 60. Like it was, it was long and that was doing most of the content. I think there were some side stuff in the end I didn't get. And that was only doing one character too. So I finished Raina's storyline and yeah, I I don't think I'll go back and play Claws just because I remember playing it a lot as a kid, but it's, I feel like you you play one route, and you basically know everything. I feel like maybe with Reina's, you kind of learn more all around, which was nice, but yeah, I loved it. Oh, and party members are also specialized to certain characters, so it's not like you're going to be able to recruit everybody because there is a max limit. There's also, you recruit one person, this other person doesn't want to join your party, so it you need to pick and choose who you want but yeah this this game was awesome it it was great so i've been trying to go through a bunch of kind of like knocking out the triple a's the bigger titles out of the way and looking at my list of like what i want to play next there's really not many left at least It's always kind of weird to say AAA because, you know, you look at like Armored Core 6 and it's like, well, some people wouldn't classify it that, but it's not indie, right? So, you know, for me, I played through Spider-Man 2 um, pretty quickly, surprisingly, but it was actually, I I liked it. I didn't, like, I thought the first in Miles Morales was okay like I liked them for what they were but it just kind of felt like oh this is a good superhero game like you know there's not a whole lot of them so there's that but it i guess i went into those games not really expecting much and kind of got that but with the sequel it it was really good i felt like a lot of these side quests side missions that you did kind of I felt impactful that you got to see more characters, got to see more villains, got to see like just a whole different side. And I mean, you get to see all of New York, which is cool. Like I've only been through New York through the airport, so I don't have much knowledge other than like seeing like movies and videos and stuff. But the, the world was just pretty, you know, I mean, I, Almost had more fun just swinging around, whereas the first game, you know, if I could fast travel everywhere, I'd do it. This one, I was like, oh, it's kind of fun just wing gliding through buildings and doing all kinds of stunts. But the story was good, Um, ultimately, with it. It was a lot longer than I thought. I think I clocked 25 hours into it and i thought it was gonna end at like the 15 hour mark because it seemed like it was wrapping up pretty nicely i was like oh this is this is an okay game and then there's a there's a change right there's a a narrative change and you're like oh oh this is really cool and then you're hit with another you know almost a whole nother story and it's it's awesome it for a superhero game, I really liked it a lot. I basically wasn't interrupted when I was playing that game like i I didn't play any other game at the same time, like I was like, "Oh, I really want to see this through because it just felt nice. you know the combat felt good, everything about the first two games felt so clean in this, and for me, like I I guess it's kind of like a, I don't want to say like a guilty pleasure, but like I I love these kind of like high-profile games because it's like, oh, it's, it's always going to be a nice experience, always so going to be pretty, and I honestly wasn't going to get it. And I don't really know what got me to get it either. I think maybe because I was just like, whenever I see like a first-party game for a console, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to play it just to see what it's all about. Um, because the PlayStation five doesn't really have a whole lot of them. I was like, Oh, I want to pick it up. Right. Like, I mean, I bought the damn thing. Like, why don't I utilize it for things built for it? And yeah, it's, it's damn good. I think for like a PlayStation five exclusive, it's definitely up there for me. I know there's definitely like better, but for like a Sony made game, definitely, definitely up there with, like, Ratchet and Clank, and, like, well, Ghost is, like, last gen, but it was fun. I I recommend it. I think because the length of the game, I'm like, the price is kind of justified, whereas, like, the other two games, I felt they were almost too short for how much you paid, but still really good games, and this one was really enjoyable. I... I was very surprised by it. It did have those stupid stealth moments, but they kind of changed them a little bit, so they were a little more interesting. But I can see why people complain about those still, because they really do take you out of the action, which is kind of a bummer, because this game has a lot more emotion and action in it than the first two games, which... It was cool. It made the characters feel alive because I feel like in a lot of ways, Peter Parker wasn't very animated in the first game, aside from like certain scenes. But in this one, he you could feel the emotion, which was cool and made him likable for me because I didn't really care for him in the other games. But yeah, I I was pleasantly surprised by it. So, I know I mostly covered Alan Wake 2 in uh, the last Halloween episode that we had done. And I don't remember if I had beaten it before that episode. I think I was very close to. But the game was awesome. You know, if you want to hear more of what I truly thought about it, it's more so in that episode. But it was, it's definitely for a non indie title it's probably my game of the year it was just phenomenal you know i mean a lot of people also say the same thing it's the way it blends live real people with 3d it's just to me kind of like the future and it's interesting because i never really noticed other games doing that and then a game i'm going to talk about at the end kind of does it too a little bit at least in the beginning, and I really like it. I I never really minded FMV stuff in games. I always thought back in the day they were kind of funny, but utilized like this where you can really mix in old, like real and 3D, it's cool. You know, if it's done right, it can look really damn good, and I only did that. And, you know, the only thing I think I have a gripe with it is that It was more so like, I felt like the amount of optional stuff was perfect, but at the same time, like, you know, if you're a person that just wants to experience the story, it's easy to get kind of distracted by being like, oh, there's a chest up here. I'm going to go get that. Oh, this map's kind of big. Let's go look around like it. That was the only thing, but I mean, it's so minor because I really liked everything about it. You know, I think it surprised me. And if I hadn't played the first game recently, I don't know if I would have gotten this just because, I don't know, it it just kind of surprised me. And then I was kind of hyped up on it. And I'm like, oh, I it, it was awesome. Everything about it just felt good. But if you want to hear more about that, game in general, I already talked about it. I don't want to repeat myself to everybody listening again on this. So, But after finishing that, uh, I played this game, which uh, I made a post about the other day saying, oh, our next episode's going to be talking about this game a lot. And while this is not episode, I will still talk about it in a different way. But Jusant was a very cathartic experience after playing Alan Wake, right? Coming down from that kind of dark, confusing, sometimes scary world into a bright, empty world, but beautiful. It it was a pretty big change. And I remember seeing this game, I forgot what showcase it was in. And I'm thinking, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, I always think climbing games are kind of interesting, but never think much of them. I mean, it's not like there's a whole lot out there, right? We usually just have platformers. But this game, I was like, this looks kind of unique. Like, I I always kind of enjoy these games. I just never really talk about them that much. But you, you start off where you're the base of this, like, kind of like, spire right or like this tall mountain and everything around you is kind of barren It, it looks like water is dried up and it looks like the world is just basically dead or dying and there's this huge mountain which you know you can see that civilization existed there once right like it has structures it has everything and sprinkled throughout it you'll find you know letters and books about people that live there and people that traveled around there as well as shrines describing different events in the history of this tower and in a lot of ways this game reminds me of journey and that's kind of what that other you know sneak peek to the next episode i feel like this might be a very a game very close to that style that I don't think has really been done that well in a while and you know hear me out it is different obviously you're not exploring a desert like journey but in a lot of ways I feel like this game kind of mimics it in a different way and as you're climbing this tower you're You have your little sidekick with you and you realize like, oh, there's these different kind of things you activate and along the way, like I'm trying, I'm trying to tip a toe around the spoilers and I'm also trying to save stuff for, you know, the next episode. But a lot of the difficulties you face in this mimic journey, especially like certain parts where weather plays a factor you feel that same kind of weather effect in this game. And it was so damn cool. Like it it worked really well. And the climbing feels amazing in this game. Um, I never had difficulty with the climbing. I thought at times I would probably, you know, fall or forget. But being able to put a stake in the rock and as like a, you know, as a safety fall or whatever they call it, it was awesome. It it made the game feel like you didn't have to be worried about anything. Um, there were times I did forget to do that, and I did have to like climb back up. But it was never difficult. And there's a lot of, like, you know, with the shrines that you can find around. There's a lot of little small collectibles you can find if you really want to know more about the lore. And it was cool. You know, I felt like yeah, a little more than half of everything found. And I was basically able to understand what was going on with this game. And I really, really liked it. I, I don't know if it's because I needed something kind of relaxing after playing a bunch of these kind of like high adrenaline games, but it was just like the music was great. The atmosphere the game is beautiful. Uh, I I think it is one of those unreal five with the lumens and the lighting and you can see it in this game and just it's gorgeous and it runs well I didn't have any problems with it and it's short like I felt like the game was the like most perfect length for this kind of game because you start realizing like you know every kind of like big checkpoint where you do something you kind of get introduced to a different thing you have to do to climb and I felt like the lengths of those segments were just perfect and you're able to understand the story well enough through going all these places and I feel like even if you didn't go and collect a lot of like the the codex or whatever the scrolls you would kind of get an idea of what's going on with the game. Uh, basically, it's just like the world is, you know, not post-apocalyptic, but it's just like, you can tell that the climate is not right. And you don't know what you're climbing up to. I, I like that the game never really told you what you're climbing up for at all. And because it, I don't know. I feel like when you play a game and in the beginning they're like, oh, you're climbing this mountain because there's going to be, you know, a shrine up there or there's going to be a person that you talk to. It's like, okay, so I kind of know how the game's going to end, right? It's going to be whatever they're telling me or something bad's going to happen revolving around what they're telling me. But this, it was like, why am I climbing? What am I doing? are there people up there? Like I'm finding these notes. Are there going to be people? And it was cool. Like I, I was genuinely interested in trying to explore different like crevices and different cracks. And, you know, you see a little like stone sticking out or, Oh, I could climb to that. I wonder if I can, you know, let go of my cord a little bit, swing over and find it. And then it's like, Oh, here's a little bit of history on, you know, this person that came here as a merchant and stuff. And it's just, it's really cool. Like being able to fit all this little stuff into such a small, you know, short game, which I think I clocked in around four hours and, you know, it's a great, you know, game to play on an afternoon or, you know, as a wind down kind of game. And yeah, I will definitely go more into detail in this game in the next episode, but, it it really surprised me, and honestly, it makes me want to go back and play some of the games I haven't played that are like this, which there's not many i I weirdly feel like I've played a lot of these kind of I don't know if you call it walking simulator because you are doing more than just walking, but I guess journey like in a lot of ways like it's it's something that you feel has been done a lot, but at the same time, I don't think they've been done well, so when I find a game that has the same kind of feeling to it. I just love it. And this game did that. And I think anyone that enjoys like a nice little indie story with fun gameplay, like this game was great and it's on Game Pass. So, I mean, it's even easier to try it. So, now i'm going to talk about the game that i'm currently playing and i'm on the final chapter surprisingly and that's the new like a dragon gaiden and i'm a big fan of this series i have loved it for a very long time um i know i've talked about it before i basically have played all of them at this point i think i didn't finish three but i finished all the others and i've Done most of the spin offs. I haven't played Lost Judgment. I played the first one though, and I, I liked it. But this game, you know, a lot of people were kind of complaining, thinking, oh, this is DLC, because it's kind of like a tie in between Seven and the game that's coming out. Because you're basically trying to figure out, oh, so what was this main character through the whole, you know, Yakuza series doing? In this one game where he wasn't the main character. And... Like I was saying, I'm a really big fan of this series. I was a little nervous about this game. Because I was like, hmm, it's not a mainline game. How much are they going to do with it? To make it feel like, you know, other games in the franchise. And... I... I'm digging it. I think it's a game that I have to play a little bit to like it. I feel like in the beginning, I was kind of sitting there like, hmm, I don't know how to feel about this. Like, it felt very constricted. It felt very like, what is this story doing? Like, it was just kind of weird. I didn't really like it at first. And then, you know, I know this is like a It's not a good thing, but, you know, after, I would say maybe, like, five hours, a little less than that, like, I felt like the story was kind of picking up, you know, you were meeting interesting characters, and, you know, it is different from a mainline, right? Like, you're used to, like, sub-stories and that menu, well, now you are in this, you're working for this network um, who, you know, she has all the homeless basically have this network where, oh, if they hear something, they let her know. So you're basically doing little mini quests throughout the town. And there's two layers to it. There's like very minimal requests where it's like, oh, we want you to wear this outfit or we want you to bring this food to us. And then there's the actual side quest, which some of them are pretty funny. I would say you don't feel a lot of the the very quirky ones from the mainline games in it, but there's still some quirky stuff. And there are some fun throwbacks to some of the older titles in this game too. And, you know, the combat, there's only two styles in this. And if you've played the other games, you know, there's usually always four. But, you know, this one, you have your normal dragon style, and then you also have this new style called agent, which you get these kind of like gadgets uh, throughout like the first early chapters and you get like drones that can fly around you. You can get bombs that you can throw and it's cool. You know, that, that play style is more of like a faster pace. Like, Oh, in my heat mode, I can knock down enemies. I can do all this and it's cool. I usually just end up being with dragon because it's more stable and stronger, but it, It's fun. You know, I think once I got further into it and really explored pretty much everything and done most missions or side missions, I was like, oh, you know what? This isn't a bad game. Like, it definitely feels like a one off. Some things are very interesting that they did. So, in some of the other, the older titles, you know, you have these cabaret clubs where you like talk to like a lady and. You know, at the end you get a video. Well, in this one, it's, like, actual people. Um, I think most of them are VTubers, or they're different, like, kind of celebrities from over there uh, in different ways. And, or models, stuff like that. And it's, at first, it's kind of weird, because I'm like, oh, these people are real. Like, this isn't 3D. and But it's cool. You know, it's different. And going back to what I said earlier about the mix of 3D and real, in the beginning, like, the first, like, 10 minutes there's like a scene where it's like showing you like real images of the city street and then it merges into like the actual game. And I'm like, Oh, this is really cool. Like kind of hoping there'd be more of that. Granted, it'd be kind of weird to do more of that in this game because it's not like the graphics are like that realistic, but it worked for what it was. But yeah, the, the story, it kind of picks up. I think I'm I'm on the final chapter now and it's I can see kind of where it's going and how you know it's leading into where 7 happened and but when you look back at the storyline many of the other games it it really does feel like a one off and while I'm happy to understand oh what happened I feel like a lot of the kind of, I don't want to say coziness, but a lot of the what standard of these games is kind of lost on it. That saying, I feel like, you know, if someone were to be new to this franchise, because granted there's, you know, not including this game, there's seven mainline titles and then, or no, there's eight because of zero. It There's a lot. And, you know, the story is really long in the sense that it's like, you know, it starts out, you know, with the the framing of the murder and all that kind of stuff. But then it's like, oh, you're learning about the patriarchs. You're learning about all these different, like, clans, stuff like that. And it can be kind of tiring. You know, for me, I kind of, like, breeze through a lot of the later ones, one after another. but You know, you look at it and it's like, well, zero is a definite must play to understand what's going on. Maybe one, but you could probably skip one. And then I would say maybe six to kind of understand the buildup to this game. And then obviously seven, because that's going to be where the story goes, you know, onwards from here. And then this game really explains kind of everything. And there's times where it does flash back to past games to kind of like recap certain things that pop up. So in a lot of ways, while this may not seem like a a must-play game, if you played the other games, I think for people that are like new to it, this could be good. You know, this could be a jumping in point as long as you've played some of the older games because you'll understand what's going on, but it is on Game Pass. So, I mean, if you have that, you can always try it out and see if you like it, but it's I'm enjoying it for what it is. And it honestly just makes me more hyped for the next game. And yeah, this one. It's good. I'll leave it at that like it's not it's nothing crazy, but I like where the story has gone and I'm honestly really excited to see how it ends because I really want to see how he shows up in the other games. So for me, the year's coming to an end, right? And this game, this year had a bunch of games to play. And I feel like the past few years, I was always able to kind of keep up with the games I wanted to play. But this year was a little bit harder, right? Every month it felt like there was always like five to ten new games. And for me, as someone who likes different genres, likes different play styles, it's, there's a lot for me to choose from. Right? Like I wish I was a person that was like, I only like these kind of games and that's it. Because it'd be a lot easier. But I'm also very happy there's a lot for me to choose from. But, you know, I think after this I've been debating the Dead Space remake. I've been looking at Armor Course six. I wanna get back into that. But for me there's a lot of indie titles I want to finish before we do our game of the year episode. Like uh Lunacid is one, which is like a King's Field kind of game. And I've listened to the soundtrack of it, and I, I, I picked it up, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. And I'm very excited. I think out of any of the upcoming games I'm going to play for next month's update, I think I'm most excited for this game. But, you know, I got that. I got The Invincible on my queue. I got Chance of Sonar, Um there's a lot and I still want to play through bullet skate three, like small saga. Like there's so many that I'm really excited to jump into. So not only will next month be packed about games that I've been playing, but the game of the year this year, I think will be very interesting because I feel like while we played a lot of the same games or similar games, I think our list will be very, different compared to last year where I felt like last year we played a couple of the same games so they were both on our lists just the different numbers so this year will be fun it'll definitely be a lot longer because I think for me I could easily split you know non Indian indie into two different lists so expect that but yeah other than that that's what I've been playing I've been finally catching up with anime. Uh, I just finished Pluto, which was... Okay, I'll put it that way. It Knowing that it was um, from the same creators, as Monster, which is something I had started but never finished, but I liked what I saw. I was like, oh, this is going to be really good. And this was really good. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I kind of was expecting... Maybe something deeper. But I did like some of the the themes and topics touched on in the season. I thought it was really well done otherwise. But yeah, I'm looking for more anime recommendations. I mean, anything. Shows, movies, definitely. I have a queue of movies I want to watch, so that's kind of stacked. But for shows, anime, I'm down. I'm questioning, do I want to do Vinland Saga next? Maybe. Um need to finish Attack on Titan and there's a bunch of older stuff I have lined up too. Like there's just never enough time to really watch and play and do everything unless I have like five monitors up with different things going on at the same time. But you know can't do that just yet. Maybe one day. But for me, I think that's gonna call it here. It's uh it's been weird talking with myself uh you know i have this inner monologue all the time in my head but actually doing it and just talking into a microphone staring at you know a screen it it, it's kind of weird different but yeah this was fun um definitely we hope you come back next week we're going to talk about you know journey like games so should be interesting bunch of games we're going to talk about surprisingly you know there's actually been some pretty good life like likes to it so they're all pretty different so it'll be fun but um yeah thanks for listening and um join us next week bye